Welcome to the 184th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Hello. Hooray. I remember when I was 184. (laughs) (laughs) So Rob made a terrifying typo and he made his episode number 1,835. And we realized that that would take like 30 years to get to that number of episodes. And if we're still doing this podcast in 30 years, one, I'm really proud of us. (laughs) Two, hopefully the technology's gotten better. We're just beaming it directly from our brains into the podcast sphere. Yeah, right. Right. And three, I still hope everyone is on our Discord. (laughs) Well, goodness knows what Discord would be in 30 years. I know. I'll be nearly 70 in 30 years, and that's a terrifying thought. So, Matt, I heard you had a topic to start this episode off with. Yeah, I want to talk about pie real quick. 30-year-old pie? Not 30. What? American pie? <laughs> Not that either. So uh, I don't do the TikToks, but I do watch YouTubes and they have YouTube shorts. And there's this kid, Dylan, who does screaming recipes. Dylan's Kitchen? Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. I love Dylan. So from one of the recipes there, yesterday I made what is essentially a cheaty key lime pie. It's a can of sweetened condensed milk, a can of frozen limeade concentrate thawed out. And then you mix that together and then you fold in a tub of Cool Whip and then you take that and you pour it into two pre-made graham cracker crusts and you throw it in the freezer. And I got to say, turned out freaking good. <laughs> turned out really good. And the thing is, like, it's sweet. We actually use no sugar added Cool Whip or sugar-free Cool Whip just so it wouldn't be as much sugar and everything else. And uh, it's still sweet as fuck. So it's good, though. And it took no time. Most of the time, it's like four hours in the freezer or whatever it is. He's got a cookbook coming out, actually. Yeah, he, he promotes it in every single one of his videos, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he does, yeah. And I'm not saying that it's pre-ordered, but I'm not saying I have not not pre-ordered it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not on my wish list. <laughs> December's right around the corner. It is. Oh my God. It's so close. Guys, this is Christmas in July. <laughs> but it was good. You should try it out. He does lemon in his uh, video, but I'm a sucker for key lime pie. So I wanted to try it with the limeade in it. Very good. All right. All right. They weren't quick or easy, but I think I used, uh, I don't know. I just Googled key lime pie recipe for the non baker. You know, I'm a non baker. I'm more of a cooker, griller. I'm in the same boat. I'm sorry, Sean, not to interrupt, but it just sounded like you said you're more of a hooker. Well, look, I got to supplement my income somehow. <laughs> when it comes to baking versus hooking, he's more of a hooker. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm sorry to derail this, but I just got a random message from someone and the text literally only says, Wrestlevania. It's Curse of Strahd, but Strahd is Vince McMahon and PCs are all wrestlers. Just no other context. I need you to delete that person from your phone book. <laughs> All right. Well, last time you guys did a lot of searching and investigating and chatting with people. You went to speak with Al Jorner Garnis to let them know what you had found. And you have also kind of taken on a secondary task because Forge Master Hellrig was there and said that there's been someone passing off shoddy worksmanship as the guild to some merchants. 
That is one of the gravest insults among dwarves, I imagine. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That and shaving their beard, like, both not great. So the Forge Master recommended that two of you go on into deep undercover. And those two were Ooh and Twin Talon. And they should pose as a couple trying to buy weapons. I maintain they should be newlyweds. I second this motion. Newlyweds buying weapons. This got Ooh really excited to do. And Twin Talon is like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? And then that's where I stopped. So there you are. All right. Where is this place? Well, you could leave as the forge is closed currently. You could all leave and tomorrow when the forge reopens, come in as shoppers looking to purchase some weapons or armor or something. And then from there, you guys can see what you can find out. And what's the goal to buy weapons and see if they're bad? Well, if you purchase the weapons at a discounted cost, perhaps if you can find someone trying to sell them below their value and see if you can find out who that is. And So we're trying to sniff out the merchant selling these counterfeit goods? Yes. I mean, that's a suggestion. Again, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I've got to ask, are there people here who are like listening in who would be like, I know this is like, I don't know. This, we've been seen is my concern, I guess. No, you have not been seen as far as you know. Since this has started happening, the forge has been closed and only the forge master can come in here right now. So down at the forge, there are like different stalls that these people will be at, or is it just like a bunch of different makers on the wall? So I probably did not do the best at explaining this. So where you are now is the forge itself. It's also a chapel. Outside of the forge, around it are shops that are like where they sell their weapons. They don't sell them out of the forge or the chapel. Individuals have different shops or stalls along the outside. There's like a market square outside of where the actual forges are. Yes. So, Brianna, could you show us what that shoddy work looks like that I might be able to pinpoint all that? Or my sweet husband, Twin Talon, might be able to pinpoint that? Certainly. By the way, just imagine she's like got an arm around him and she's just like stroking the bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. She'll begin pointing out all the defects and, and you see how it is quite subtle, but how badly this saber, for example, is, is not very well balanced. That's favors more to the pommel. So it is subtle differences and I wish I could join you and, and be of help. And it is rather anathematic of me to be deceitful. So the best of luck to the noodlyweds. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, baby. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to pull out a bag of rice and just start throwing it in front of them. <laughs> Where'd you get that? It's emergency rice. You don't have a bag of emergency rice? <laughs> don't forget, nice sort of things. Rations are tools and armor is rations. Kistani starts flooding behind behind knife sword pecking up all the rice that he's throwing. Uh -oh. <laughs> she's not going to explode, is she? No, no. She's not a bird. That is true. She's a pterodactyl. Oh, she's not a bird. That's right. No, that's why Jasper's the one you're afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So to bed with us then or to not bed us in some more sleuthing? How do y'all feel? Is this something we have to do in the morning? You've observed the way the days work here is in the morning, the forge and also the forge master can tell you this. The forge is very busy in the morning when it's cooler and then it shuts down around noon siesta and then all of the stalls open up for sales around one or two in the afternoon because it is so warm. They don't want to be in the front of the forge while it's so swelteringly hot. So what time is it now and how long until we could do this ruse? You guys went straight over to the prison. It's probably right around noon where everyone has left and the forge has been shut down until this. uh... So like we're talking a couple hours, we could probably come back and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Consummate the marriage and then come back or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. (laughs) His words, but it's not a bad idea. (laughs) We're we're pretending to be a couple. Yeah. What? But. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look what you've done. You have to admire her for real now. I, what I've done. Shame, man. That's not cool. <laughs> Even Knife Sword says so. <laughs> what is happening? You done broke this girl's heart. You didn't even tell me why. <laughs> why we're breaking up. <laughs> you guys probably have like two to three hours before everything opens up again and you guys could head back to your hotel or your your inn that you're running that you're in control of right now and also siesta oh we get some lunch yeah get some lunch get some lunch and we'll come back and then we'll look for weapons under the guise of married couple yeah (laughs) yeah you sound so enthused this is a great idea and i'm all for it let's find these weapons (laughs) you sound really excited i can tell as you all head back to where you're staying on the front door nailed there it's a sealed letter with the wax seal of the guild of coins okay should we read it or just leave it here and go about our business. <laughs> yeah, just leave it. <laughs> All right, Twintown will pop it off the door and open up the envelope. All right. It says, Dear friends, I request of you if you could come visit me about a very important matter. It seems that a runestone with an anti-magic armor rune has vanished from the vaults beneath the Regent's Hall. This is of great import as only regents with their medals can have permission to travel down to the vaults and take items out on loan for short periods. I was like, do you think Chisel Rock had anything to do with it? The regent that's working with the Scarlet Triad? Nah. Okay. (laughs) As you continue reading, we have a system in place where if you have something checked out, you must confirm that you have it on loan once a month. However, without that report, then we would send guards to reclaim our missing item. However, we do not seem to know who has the runestone as our book was missing several pages right around that time. If you could stop by and help us out, we would be greatly appreciative. Signed, Gold Hand Iron Temper. Okay. Well, that sounds like fun. Shall we do this afterwards? Yeah, I mean, after we swing by the market. 
We can go to the Guild of Coins. Coin Guild! I understand we have uncovered some corruption, but is the constabulary in the city completely ineffective? Sounds like it. Well, I mean, what are they supposed to do? There was a logbook, which they wrote down who took it, and then someone took the page. I mean, how would they possibly be able to follow up after that? <laughs> it's a foolproof plan. Who knows how far this goes? You guys suddenly see Brianna's in front of a board with lots of red string. <laughs> yeah. I mean... This is like a library situation. Saren Ray, Charlie Day, connect the dots. Yep. All right. So let's eat from lunch, get in the mindset of a married couple, and uh, <laughs> head out. Well, I can't be all that bad, all right? You're not. You're a uh, fine example of a half-orc warrior and a woman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you got all those, all the right parts, I think. <laughs> you think? Brianna blinks slowly. <laughs> Earlier, you had your pants off. Sarah just leans over. She has all the right parts. <laughs> yes. okay. That's right. I sure do. Yeah, you want to swap sometime? I got some extras. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a golem, Knife Sword. You can't just swap her parts out. Says who? <laughs> Knife Sword, come here. No. <laughs> what is happening? I'm all here for like gender affirmation polymorph so whatever oh absolutely <laughs> but knowing knife sword <laughs> he, he said he had extra parts not that he could change her parts <laughs> change your parts just that he had some in his pocket that he could willing to trade like i don't think that's how that works <laughs> but what do i know Oh, you got a foiled hairline? Oh, I've been searching for that pokemon <laughs> mine's holographic mine's non-existent Okay, so you guys head back to the market area. I will let you all, or whoever's there, whoever would like to look for things, give me a skill that you are using and explain to me how you're using it. Okay, how do I get knowledge architecture to work out? <laughs> I'll start with the newlyweds. Heidi and Matt, what skills would your characters like to use to investigate the marketplace? Well, Brianna has kind of given us a rundown on what we should be looking for, right? So, you know, perception. Is there any way I can assist? Absolutely. So in this situation, I guess I should have done this the opposite way. Twin Talon and Ooh are the leads on this. So everyone else should go first and let me know what they want to do to assist. And then we can roll assists. Okay. I feel like with the questions that were asked prior just to like see what to look for and what not to look for. Brianna would have assisted with crafting, I guess. Sounds good to me. That works. I mean, it's not as high as Zarya's, but. I mean, my class is built off crafting, so. Yeah, that makes sense. I just kind of, when we were first building Brianna, be like, that'd be cool. <laughs> she made stuff for the group. I don't know what happened. Christine's mic clicked out and I just heard that Saraya is Lovecraftian. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even say Saraya. I said my class is based on crafting. Oh, wow. That was a real fun clicking. <laughs> I will support with crafting as well, though, since we were the two that were looking at the original faulty pieces. I never roll well with crafting. That's fine. 23 is enough. That's a plus one. There we go. 36. That is a plus three total. Rob, what is Knife Sword doing? <laughs> I see what you've sent me. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm trying to see what that'll work. Which one? I thought I had one where I could commune with spirits, but I can't find it. thought I took one, one of the occult things where I could like commune with the spirits and ask them questions, but I don't see it here somewhere. Maybe it's greater bloodline. I'm going to just go around and using uh gather information using my discreet inquiry so that no one really knows what I'm asking. Okay. No one ever really knows what you're asking. <laughs> That's called role playing. He's role playing his feet. So 
So then you have to roll diplomacy. Okay. All right. Secret, secret. I got a secret. Ooh and Twin Talon, go ahead and give me rolls and I will add your totals at the end. I'll secretly add the bonuses. And you can tell me what skill you're using and how you're using it. So for Twin Talon, he's been told what to look for by Soraya and Brianna, and he's been given some leads on where to look, right? They've been given by Knife Sword. I assume that's what kind of he was doing. So... Twin Talon's going to be using perception to see if he can notice these imperfections that he's been told to look for. All right. And Ooh, what are you doing? I think Ooh is going to use some society skills or diplomacy skills because, you know, she she actually can be very charming and put on the charm when she wants to. So I think she's just trying to try to be diplomatic and see if she can, like, suss out anyone just being kind of weird or sketchy or just not up on the up and up. You detect knife sword. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you are looking around, ooh, you notice that at one of the stalls it has a we'll be back in five minutes sign on it. But as you're looking at the items that are kind of like outside of the stall or outside of the shop, you're noticing a lot of the same things that Brianna told you to look at. Matt Twin Talon also starts to notice those things. And as you are finding this stuff out, a gray haired and bearded dwarf comes back and says, what can I help you with? Why, is this your stall here? Absolutely, miss. Thank you. People don't call me that enough. <laughs> your craftsmanship is just stunning. Let me tell you, I happen to be a purveyor of some sharp things, and I wonder if you would like to sell me some of those sharp things. Kind of see his eyes shift back and forth real quick. Sh sure. I sent everyone a picture of this dwarf that you're talking to. Oh, okay. okay. So gray bearded, gray haired. It's like an older gray dwarf. Does he have some scars on him or it's just that wrinkles? Yes, he's very weathered. He's never slept before. I feel like that's what yeah. he, that's the look I'm getting. <laughs> and he's had he, he obviously enjoys the drink because his nose is a little red, too, or bruising, at least. His eyes look red, too. Yeah. Bloodshot. <laughs> he's actually 20. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> Sir, what is your name? My name's Brigven. Brigven. That's a handsome name for a mighty forging dwarf like yourself. Thank you. Now, uh, if you're looking for a deal, I could probably sell these to you for... How many are you looking for first off? Let me ask you that. Looking to outfit an army. An army? <laughs> you see his eyes kind of grow wide and his eyes are super bloodshot at this point. He's kind of sweating a little bit. Like you notice that he's starting to glisten from his forehead. And I don't know about an army. I mean, we do have a lot of children or, or extend to have a lot of children. <laughs> yeah, we do need like, what is it? They look at her and go, mm, 20, 30 weapons, I think. Normally these go for about five gold a sword, you know, superior dwarven quality and whatnot. But I think I could part with them for that many, uh, a gold a piece. You won't find a better deal. You good there, bro? Right? You, uh, you drones him for something? Is he rubbing his gums? What is happening? <laughs> no, but his he's pinching his nose a little bit. Every time he sniffs, you see him pinch his nose a bit more. His hair is actually black. It's just all the white powder in it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, now hang on a minute. Let me just pick one of these up. And, and she goes over and she grabs a sword. And she just, or an axe, or I don't, I don't actually know what's in the stall. And she picks it up and she's like, 
holding it straight and doing some fancy moves with it. Darling, don't you think Sven, Glenn, Bren, and Jen <laughs> yeah, would just love to fight with these things? I just think they would think it's so exhilarating. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but I think their their brothers might want something smaller. He'll pick up like a short sword of some kind and he'll kind of move it around in his hand. It's definitely not balanced well. Great. I think Walgrak, Nontek, Feldark, and... Uh, Maybe Jamback uh, would like these. And as Ooh stands there with like the sword, I guess it's like a long sword or something in her hand. He's going to take the short sword and just basically smash them together as hard as he possibly can to see if he can like, like shear one blade off using the other blade. It looks like someone's taken some like dirt and just thrown it into the air with the amount of debris that shatters off of these two blades. It's just everywhere. You hear someone go, ah, my eye! Oh, I, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you see his face visibly droop. You can tell this is the guy who's been doing the shady stuff. We found you. And Twin Town will look at him and be like, don't run. Uh, fine, fine. It was it's it's me. I'm the one who's been selling off uh, some some lower quality equipment. I've never been so good at this. I've been trying to get some extra money. I've been bl- being blackmailed. Who steps behind him? That's an interesting thing to scream at the beginning of this conversation. <laughs> Please tell me there are other customers. Yeah, everyone's looking at him and he's like wailing and losing his mind right now. He's confessing to every bad thing he's ever done. <laughs> like in the Goonies. And when I was six, I yes. stole the gummy bear. Yes. Can I sense motive? Yes, go ahead. It's a perception check. He is telling you the truth. He is telling you every bad thing he's ever done. The only thing that seems to be a lie is that he's being blackmailed. Ooh, since she's behind him, she leans real close into his ear and she says, stop crying. Tell us the truth. And she pokes him a little bit with her knife in the back. That one's made by a real craftsman. <laughs> Droskar's wrath is too too much for any mercy or, uh, or anything. But uh, uh, I can tell you that uh, there are Droskar agents active within Kovlar and are working to bring this city to its knees. <laughs> I didn't agree, but... Co- but, but Droskar's wrath, if I didn't follow along, was too... too <laughs> Too much. And <laughs> Ilshra Embermaid is the one who's been leading the charge. Ilshra Embermaid? Embermead. I L S S R A H. There's no T in that. What? There's not a single T in that. And then there's Embermead. E M B E R M E A D. That's one name. Ilshra Embermead. Is this a name we recognize? No, it is not. Maybe one of the other folks that are on the up and up might know who she is or where we can find her. She pushes the knife in towards his kidney just a little bit more just so he can really feel it. Twin Talon, you want to know anything else while I got him here? Why? He'll just point and look around like his shop. Like, why? You're selling inferior goods. You're going to get someone killed. I don't believe that you're being blackmailed into doing it because that's the weirdest fucking story I've ever heard in my life. Like, what do they have on you and what are they getting out of it? Why are you doing this? <sighs> Fine. 
Despite my decades of practice, I've been unable to pass the official smithing exam to become a full-fledged member of the Anvilers Guild. I will admit I've been filled with bitterness and shame, and, you know, that made me search out a, a group that would let me feel like I belonged, and thus I found the group worshipping Droska. They assured me that I could become rich and respected by honing my guile and profiting off the work of others. That did appeal to me for a bit. I did manage to skirt by for a bit, selling my products at a discount to those who would otherwise struggle to afford, as long as they promised me that if they were ever able to afford a weapon rune, they returned the weapon to me to apply the rune. Uh, on the rare occasion when someone did return to have a rune placed on their weapon, I performed the service privately, and then I replaced their weapon with one of my defective weapons that was of a high enough quality to still hold a rune and alter its appearance to match. However, my business had been doing well of late, so I had to acquire more high-quality weapons. So in the dead of the night, I had been forging, uh, I guess you would call them cheap weapons, to replace the work of other members in the Anvilers Guild then trade out these copies for real weapons. And what are you doing with the real weapons? Are you giving them to the Shadow Forge? Yes, I'm giving them to the people there as they plan on rising up and taking the city eventually. And where can we find the Shadow Forge? I would never tell you that for the fear of Droskar is great. Ooh pushes the knife just a little bit more in. Tell us. I will not tell you. Does talking to him and finding out that other name count as a clue for finding it? Yes, actually it's two, because you have the first and last name. It's another two clues. So you are at six clues. Hooray. So we're taking 12 points off of a 38. It's the number of clues minus one times two, because the first clue, it doesn't give you anything. So DC 26? Yes. Sorry, I'll just kind of look at the others and just be like, I need him to find it. That's all right. I'm sure that your own people will find a sense of justice in dealing with you. It'll be like, Taysani, take him away. Taysani will shake off her fake mustache and trench coat. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> can I maim him a little bit? Clap the manacles on him and take him to what's-her-face we was talked to, Forge Master Howard. The Forge Master steps out from behind a, a telephone pole as he's been <laughs> hiding there as well. Great job, gumshoes. You caught Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> no, but with that, some of the guards come over. They hear what you have to say. The Forge Master is with them. She tells them what you've been doing for her, and they nod and take him away in manacles. Forge Master Kelra then turns back towards you and says, I can't thank you enough for this. He was really besmirching the name of our guild. Here are some very special recipes that have been handed down by my family generation after generation. For this help, I feel that you should have a copy of these recipes as well. And she gives you a recipe for a kin warding rune and a recipe for a greater bloodbane rune. What did those do? That is a good question. Kin warding. This is etched into a clan dagger is the usage. A kin warding clan dagger can deflect attacks aimed at when you use your weapon's parry trait, you can point the clan dagger at an adjacent ally instead of defending yourself, creating a shield of runes around them. The runic barrier grants your ally the weapon's circumstance bonus to AC. You do not gain the bonus yourself, which is coolish. It's something if you have a clan dagger. And then a greater bloodbane rune. This weapon deals 1d4 bleed damage to creatures designated as the clan's enemy and the DC of the fortitude save to avoid being sickened is 30. 
a Bloodbane Plan Dagger rune is especially vicious against the ancestral enemies of the clan. When you damage an appropriate creature of the weapon, that creature takes one persistent bleed. The type of creature depends on the clan that made the dagger, but it's typically a drow, dwergar, giant, or orc. In addition, whenever you inflict persistent bleed damage with a Bloodbane weapon, whether from its innate ability or some other way, the weapon leaves ragged wounds. The bleeding creature must succeed at a DC 30 fortitude save or become sickened one. The creature is then temporarily immune from this sickened condition for one hour. Okay, so these are both things that are both on clan daggers specifically. Correct. And I believe a clan dagger is a dwarven specific weapon. Simple melee weapon zero. Uncommon agile dwarf parry versatile. Yes. She also then looks at everyone else. Uh, also, um, I will etch into someone's weapon if they would like a plus two greater striking weapon rune for free. It's the very least I could do for saving the guild. Twin Talon's already got a better weapon than that, so. I don't think I can ruin my staff. Well, I mean, like, I would say probably, ooh. I have plus two striking fearsome greater impactful. Can I do greater striking fearsome greater impactful? Can I do two graders? Absolutely. Cool. I want that, please. If it's okay with you, Rob, I don't want to step on your toast. How often do you see me actually use a weapon? Come on. Probably too big for my hands, so don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, Daddy DM. All right. We're making your fearsome, greater, impactful, ridiculous axe even more ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the fun thing is that because her axe has an extra D6 of damage or D8 or whatever it is, it means that her Marshall's aura is now plus three instead of plus two damage. <laughs> you should really name that axe. I think it deserves a name now. Honey Boo Boo. Nah. <laughs> I take it back. We don't need that information. Because here it comes. It does not need to be named anymore. I'm shipping it. Where? Where to? <laughs> You're all the worst. I shipped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> We're adults, we swear. Are we? I don't know. Well, we'd have to be to be old enough to remember that Kmart ad. That's true. That's true. It's not that old. Kmart doesn't exist anymore, Rob. What? I got things on layaway. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay, so that took a little bit longer than the role play here suggests. We'll say that that took like an hour or so out of the day. Just in case anyone wants to feel old, that, that ad happened 10 years ago. Anyway, we're all young and hip. Let's go. Yeah, fellow young kids. Where do you want to like <laughs> go? or whatever. That's definitely how they speak. Uh -huh. Totally and definitely still how they speak. No cap. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's lit like a lampshade, yeah. right? I am fairly certain now we have enough information that if I can spend the rest of the day <laughs> investigating, we can find the forge. Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to spend the rest of the day investigating the forge? No time to waste. We still have that other person who needs help, right? Yes, there is the theft from the vaults that you could do, but honestly, four of you could go and Soraya could do the research. We could do that. Okay. And Twin Talon and I can continue our marriage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Brianna, don't be jealous. You could be married to me too. You'll just have to wait your turn. <laughs> I've got the guilt. Does that mean I already count? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't discrediting you, baby. We're still married. Wink, wink. Cool. So the Guild of Coins and the Vault thing, yeah? Yeah, let's go. All right. So four of you wander over towards the Hall of Regents and to the vaults below that. Soraya, you go ahead and wander back to the inn to do your research. We're just around the market area. You know, see where I've heard the name and who might know things, all of that loveliness. As the four of you, Sans Serea, reach the Regent's Hall, Gold Hand Iron Temper greets you. 
Oh, thank you so much for showing up. This is really, really bad. The fact that someone was able to get past our security is very upsetting, and I am in a lot of trouble. I can't actually go and investigate, or I can go investigate, but only regions are allowed to enter the vault. The vault guards are inevitables and are not particularly subject to bribes or coercion. This means that either a regent was involved with this suspicious disappearance or someone has found a way to break into the vault without a regent's sigil. These badges of office are also the only keys into the vault. I initially suspected that a regent had fallen behind on their paperwork, but then when I went to check the logbook to see who had it, the pages were missing, therefore they were gone. The particulars of the situation make it very politically difficult for me to investigate, but perhaps you could investigate for me, as I don't want to seem like I'm accusing other guilds when I don't have enough information behind it. And we also understand being a neutral party where we'll be happy to help. However, please understand that we may not find the most pleasant of answers. One of you might be the culprit behind this. Yes, yes. Thank you. A neutral party to investigate would also avoid accusations towards me of being biased or covering something up. So I appreciate the fact that you would be doing this for me. Can I sense motive? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Does Brianna feel like there's anything else they may be hiding? Give me a roll and I'll let you know. Well, I rolled a 35. You can tell that they are telling you the truth. They're just very panicked because being the leader of the Guild of Coins is to make sure that all of these things stay safe. And this is a huge, you know, hole in the security system. <laughs> and this could mean that they get kicked out of being the regent of the Guild of Coins, which is not great for them. So they're just very panicked. Remind me, people just like log in or write their name in this logbook and then they go in? Yes, but they have to be a regent. They point to the metal around their neck. This metal that we all have and wear is the only keys in or out of the vault here. Is it magical? Or it's just like you just flash your badge and then, you know, there's some guards on the inside who are like, hey, I know you get in here. No, 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 no. It's magical. It's a key. So if the second option that I mentioned was someone has found a way to break into here, it would be terrible for me. And then it would not be appropriate for me to be in charge of what I love doing. And that's really... That would be a shame, indeed. Yes, I would recommend you start talking to the vault guards, but you can really conduct your investigation however you want. Now, while the four of you think, I'm going to cut over to Soraya. Christine, as you are wandering around, you said you were going to wander through the market a little bit. Yeah, see what she can pick up. Give me a perception check. 37. 37. All right. You hear, as you're passing by a couple of inns, you hear a few members of the Stonemasons Guild saying, I can't believe that our leaders was arrested. There's no way that that's legal. And you also hear rumors that someone's saying that oh, Commander Hammersong is enacting a plot to impose martial law on the cities. And you hear someone else say, can you believe that the stonemasons canceled all of their contracts with the Guild of Arms? And of course, you see a couple of brawls and arguments and scuffles happening in the taverns as you walk by them. Over these revolutions, this unrest? Just unrest, yeah. Basically, it looks like the word of Chisel Rock's arrest has started going around. And just like in any political alignment, one group of people can't believe that their leader would be corrupt and evil and steal documents and hide them and whatnot. And the other side is trying to be like, look at all the proof we have. Just remember, this was written a long time. 
Is one of the people she sees like wearing a buffalo helmet or anything or no? <laughs> no buffaloes, but there is a weird like yak-like thing. Their face <laughs> is painted in like orange and black, which you know is the colors of Kovlar. Oh, well, that's totally different then. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally different. Anyway, so that's what you noticed, Christine, as Soraya is wandering around. That tensions in the city are starting to escalate. Now, back to the other group. Goldhand Iron Temper. She offers to introduce you to the guards if you'd like. I mean, sure. Only if you want us to solve the issue. I mean, it's up to you. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Uh, so she leads you to a Kaulirut. K-O-L-Y-A. I think that's one of the inevitables, right? Yes, that is one of the inevitables. So you, you approached a, not a warforged, like a, are they like an automaton looking? They're like, they look like an automaton. They're aeons who are a type of outsider. Okay. Yeah, so like angels and demons are like evil and are good and evil. There's also aeons who are of law. Very, very cool. Paizo, you're so cool. Okay, so that's really cool. And that is why she said that they are very hard to bribe or <laughs> coerce. I'm sorry, just to be clear. Aeons include both axiomites, who are chaos, and inevitables, which are law. So Aeon is the law chaos axis, whereas I think celestial or infernal, whatever that is, is the good evil axis. Yeah, good evil. So this is a inevitable, so they are of law. She introduces you to Estelle Ring before stepping away to let you conduct your investigation. Hello. Hello. It seems that there is a, what was it, John? A rune? It was a rune stone that had been gone for five weeks. It seems that there was a, a rune stone that was checked out and you have misplaced the log as to who has it. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I am concerned about this. They say with their face unmoving, I recall that the item was checked out by Fortunate Algera Cord. That is F-O-R-T-U-N-A-T-E-A-L-G-E-R-A-K-O-R-D. And did you see Fortunate Algora Cord take it? These vaults are specially keyed so that no one may enter without pressing one of the 10 Regent's sigils to the entrance. The Regent's sigils are the heavy medallions in which they wear. That is the only key that has been used in that time frame. So to be clear, you didn't see Fortunate Cord remove the runestone, but Fortunate Cord's key was the one used to enter the vault. That is correct. Quintana will turn and look at his friends, just kind of shrug. Ooh, wings. Very unhelpful, but you know. Do we have a time frame of when this was and who perhaps was there that day? I'm not sure, but perhaps if you look at the logbook, that could give you a time frame. Everything is dated. Excellent. Let's look at the book. All right. So as you look at it, the book is monotonous and very dry as it is just a logbook. But because of the methodical nature of the logs, it makes it easy to identify that the pages missing date two months back. Also, just so you know, the representative that Estelle Ring has been talking about is the representative of the Gambler's Guild. Okay. I'm confused. If they were dating two months ago, when did they break up? <laughs> no, the log was dated two months ago, Life sort. Yeah, but who dated it and why did they break up? Well, they didn't break up. This fine person here was dating the log and they still are. You still date the log, don't you? They look at you like does not compute type face. 
there you go. Seems like a bad relationship. <laughs> I love my friends. So they said that the thing was checked out about two months ago? Yes. So you said. And didn't someone say the pages were missing, like where the logbook was? Yes, that's what you can tell. The pages that are missing are from about two months ago. Well, maybe we should go talk to Fortunate Cord and see where they were on that date. That's our only lead. So Estelle Dring, so the, the page has been removed. What stops someone from selling an item that they take out or just taking it and never bringing it back? Do you have any way to like recover items that have left? Yes. Okay. And what is that? I am able to use discern location once a day. I've already used it to try and locate the runestone, however, without success. This is due, in my opinion, to the fact that the runes inherent resistant to magic. The magic rune is inherently resistant to magic? Yes. Why? Self-preservation, I assume? I, I don't know. That I do not know. If you were to come back to me tomorrow, I could use my ability to assist you with the investigation. However, I did not touch the sigil used on that day to prove whether or not someone had taken the sigil. Okay, so we gotta believe it's one of two things. Either Fortunate Cord is dumb as fuck, used their own ID to get in here, steal a thing, tear the pages out of the book without any knowledge that someone else knows what key they used, or someone stole their... But I think, and maybe I'm wrong, they mentioned a couple of times that the medallions were like heavy, right? And that they use them for identification during council activities. So I think if someone just had taken it, that Fortunate Cord would figure it out fairly quick. So I guess we should ask her or him, whoever it is, if they lost it or misplaced it or if it was stolen from them or anything like that. I can tell you that no regents have reported losing or misplacing a sigil. I will also say that Fortunate Cord does not often check out items. Her last borrowed item was an antique cast tapestry over a decade ago. She also has a impeccable history of returning items on time and clean. Okay, so if it was stolen two months ago and she hasn't reported it, I gotta think somebody either replaced it with a fake, especially since she doesn't use it for anything other than like to wear. So if she doesn't come here to use it, she wouldn't know it wasn't real. Or they stole it twice because they stole it and then they had to put it back. In addition to being the only keys to the vault, those sigils are the keys to the private offices, such as the main court chambers. As such, if someone stole the sigil, the theft would have been noticed within a day of its disappearance. Okay, then someone had to break in twice, steal it, and put it back. I mean, that's what I would do. Oh, would you now? Did you do it? <laughs> I did not. That laugh was in character, by the way. <laughs> Just the absurdity. You see a bunch of red dots start to move onto Twin Talon's chest and head. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're here to help. You, you called us for help. Yeah, well, take it easy now. You are creatures of law. You should be able to tell if I'm telling the truth or not. You see their eyes flash white. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, automaton policeman, I'm not coming with you. Automaton constable, sir. <laughs> I didn't want to copy Magic Tavern. Who is your daddy and what does he do? That's a different actor. Uh, okay, I think we got to go talk to Cord, yeah? Yeah, sounds like a good call. All right, so as you all head towards Cord, let's cut back to Soraya. Christine, give me the all-important secret role that is your perception, society, or survival check. And we will talk about what you rolled next week. Oh, God. Oh, oh come on now. Uh, well, I want to go to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite place. I want to go gambling. <laughs> That's where they are, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Anyway, bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. 
please visit us at crackdivepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash Podcast. <laughs>